Let's go home. Finn's funeral suit was a year old, worn three times, already too small. He knew his mother was sick. He knew she went to the hospital to get treatments. He saw the dark blue lines and dots on her chest. My tattoos, she said. She sang Popeye the Sailor Man and raised her skinny arms as if to flex her Popeye muscles to make him laugh. He knew she was sick. He knew people died. But he never thought she would die. Not his mother. Not really. Lady came to the funeral, an unmistakably foreign presence in the bare white congregational church. She wore large sunglasses and wept audibly. Finn's neighbors, the Pounds, who raised big, thick Morgan horses, had been looking after Finn since his mother was taken to the hospital. I'm sure your mother knew what she was doing, Mr. Pound said doubtfully when he saw Lady Hadley approach, her arms open wide, a lighted cigarette dangling from her lips. I don't think she had much choice, dear, Mrs. Pound whispered to him. There was no one else, was there? I like Lady, Finn said loyally. But she was terrifying, coming at him like some mad bird with a squawk of, Fratello mio. It's all so dreadful. Lady put her arms around him and held him close. She was all he had, as Mrs. Pound had pointed out. All he had. He barely knew her. Unfamiliar arms, a stranger's cheek wet with tears leaking from beneath her dark glasses. He wanted to cry, too, for so many reasons that they seemed to cancel one another out. He stood there like a statue, nauseated and faint. The other mourners stared at Lady. Why wouldn't they? She stood out. She vibrated almost in that quiet church. She was beautiful. Finn liked her hair, which was long. He liked her teeth. She thought they were too big, but she was wrong. She was like a horse. Not one of the pound's heavy Morgan horses with short, sturdy necks and thick, clomping legs. She was like a racehorse jittery, majestic, her long neck and long legs, and her face too. She had a horsey face in a beautiful way, and bangs, like a forelock. He'd told her that the last time he'd seen her. He had been five. You look like a horse, he'd said. Charming, said Lady. Me and Eleanor Roosevelt. He had not meant that at all. Eleanor Roosevelt, whose picture he'd seen in the newspaper, did not look like a horse. More like his grandmother. Big, sloping breast. Important face. He meant that Lady's eyes were huge and dark. That her cheekbones were high and pronounced. That her face was aristocratic and long. That her hair flew in the wind like a mane. That she was coltish even in her movements of tentative wildness and reckless dignity. He didn't know that he meant all that when he was five. He just knew that she reminded him of a horse. He was eleven now. He had not seen her for six years. She still reminded him of a horse. A racehorse, he had added when he was five. And Lady had smiled and said, Oh, that's all right then. When the funeral was over, Lady would not allow him to go to the gravesite. 
It's barbaric, she said to Mr. and Mrs. Pound. They looked at her with shocked faces, pinched by hurt at what they rightly took to be ladies' dismissal of every aspect of almost two thousand years of religious tradition. The kid is hanging on by his eyelids, she said. I saw Daddy buried, Finn said, and Grandma and Grandpa. I rest my case, said Lady. You're the boss, Mr. Pound said. He heaved a sigh, then he shook Finn's hand and wished him luck in his new life. Mrs. Pound hugged him and said he'd make his mother proud in heaven, and then he did start to cry and ran outside. Humiliating to cry at his age. Babies cried. The Pounds had a baby, a bald stick.